Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting nervous. My first noises were so much better than those. I'm sorry. It's okay. I couldn't replicate it. Well, everybody, you missed two seconds of good noises that we did before. (sighs) Sorry, everybody. Pack it up. We're not going to talk about the movie. Nope. I guess this is a case of classics, like being forgotten and left behind. (laughs) Patrons picked it and we said, nah, sorry. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> they did pick one of I mean, it i oh felt so bad my god so for anyone out <sighs> there who took 28 days later off of every single streaming site i'm coming for you that was really annoying so yeah we had a this is our patron pick we're talking i'll tell you what we're talking about in a minute but mm-hmm. first let's talk about those who can't be with us 28 yeah. days later we were gonna watch that yeah. and it got picked and we were like oh so exciting yeah. can't wait and then we like tried to find it it's just not anywhere it's same with wreck like when yeah. we couldn't find wreck we were like oh okay and i think it's like the 20th anniversary soon and so people were like well maybe they're gonna like release a remastered and wanted to cut everyone off and build up hype and i was like you hurt me personally yeah i was like <laughs> fuck off oh, so, I'm so mad we were gonna watch that but instead we're watching Nosferatu, the Vem- vampire, the vampire. <laughs> or something Dernacht. Yeah, Dernacht, uh, something of the night. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're watching. We already watched Nosferatu, 1979 version. Yes. Um, not the one from the 20s. No. But kind of based. I mean, it is based on it's that a it's, remake of it. It's like a remake, yeah. but with the story of like I don't know if Nosferatu has just the regular story of Dracula, like from Bram Stoker. Stoker so I don't know. it does it also takes some like diversions from it and it also um the original Nosferatu came out before the copyright had expired and so they had to change all of the character names that's what I thought and even with that they lost like whatever suit happened Mm -hmm. and so they were ordered to destroy all copies there's still like a few random yeah and so that's why we still have Nosferatu that's what I thought I was like I'm pretty sure so yeah so they made this after the copyright had expired, right? Yes. So they were like, yeah. We can call her Mina, but it's we're switching tough. who Mina is. <laughs> they really just went for it. Yeah. And I don't know the story of Dracula super well. I only know what Elmarie has read to me from Dracula Daily. I am so behind on Dracula Daily. Well, she used to read it to me like before we go to bed. She's yeah. like, oh, I'll read a little bit. But we just haven't. So I only know like bits and pieces. But when it would happen, I'd go, I know that. Yep. So let's talk about Nosferatu 1979. Yes, it's written and directed by Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. <laughs> Every time I hear the name, I think of that person who does a TikTok series of like sad beige toys for sad beige children made by Werner Herzog. <laughs> it's like it's like a real toy company, but it absolutely looks like it was made by Werner Herzog. Incredible. <laughs> and it's just these really sad toys that are just not toys. And they're like, your child will learn how to play. <laughs> like, that reminds me of the well. Yeah. It's like that. Okay. So it just I'll 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 show it to you after yeah. this. It's so funny and it's like sad beige toys for sad beige children. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, Werner Herzog. So uh also made Lessons of Darkness, uh Little Dieter Needs to Fly. Huh. I don't know if that's how you say it. Invincible Grizzly Man, 
Encounters at the End of the World, Cave of Forgotten Dreams. Huh. I'm sure a lot more. Yeah. Those are the ones I had found. Um, obviously, it's based on Dracula by Bram Stoker. I think I'm saying that. I it's think like a so. famous name, and I still am like, I, I don't know. Before you got here, I was Googling how to say, it was it Bram or Bram? And I couldn't I find people were like Bram arguing on baby name websites. Oh, God. And I was like, this is not the conversation I came here for. I want to know how to say My this. My baby's name is Bram. Specific person's name from a century ago. Please, dear God. But I think it's Bram, but I don't know. But I'm yeah, so sure. it's obviously based on that, but it's supposed to have like little hints and like taking a lot of its characterizations of how they look and stuff from Nosferatu because yes. uh Verna is a big old fan of obsessed. Nosferatu absolutely obsessed that man is a ride or die for Nosferatu yeah he is <laughs> who isn't who among us uh? Uh. so yeah uh cinematography was Jorg Schmidt mm. right Jorg Schmidt right fine okay I think because I know W's or V's yeah I got that I'm not even struggling because of how to say it. I just wrote it so poorly. <laughs> My handwriting is like disgusting. Is it a forgiveness I'm situation? Like, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> so that guy. Jorg Schmidt, right? Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, made Land of Look Behind, which huh. is actually a documentary about uh, Bob Marley and oh. like Jamaica and all that. Oh. Interesting. Um, Heart of Glass, where the green, the green ants dream, Marmorera, Lands of Silence and Darkness. Huh. Yeah. No, I feel bad. I don't know any of these. No. I'm you said Heart of Glass and it's like Blondie? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. So it's like he did her music videos? <laughs> the cinematography was great. So I was like, yeah. I mean, good on you. I bet those movies are great. I just haven't seen them. Yep. Here we're going to struggle a little bit. Okay. Music by Popolva. Be okay. nice to me. Popolva. <laughs> it's banned. So it's not someone's name. Oh. It's, yeah. Okay. And apparently that Popolva is like the name of... Something like it's based on something. Mm-hmm. I, they chose it for a reason, but yeah. I was like, "That's complicated." Yeah, no. Um, but it's a German music collective. Uh, they worked on like multiple films with Werner Herzog. I guess they vibed and they're yeah. good buds. Um, but for the most part, they do like electronic music and like experimental music. Um, they're quite popular. Hmm. Look them up. Like they were chill. Yeah. I didn't yeah, have I like a it. ton of info about them themselves, yeah. just because I was like, "Oh, they're banned. They don't do like." movies specifically but yeah seemed neat an interesting choice for this movie specifically yeah. i was like okay yeah but i like the music so yeah yeah um and then the budget so the budget was 2.5 million oh i think that was usd but it was hard let's see i had it here so it says dem with uh, deutsche mark so that is german so it's 2.5 deutsche mark but i don't know how that translates to because then when i say like how much it's made that's in usd yeah i oh it's hard because it's like that's before the euro and then also before some like significant cultural events so i'm like what's the i have no idea well if anyone knows we could probably look it up after this but deutsche mark 2.5 million okay do you know how much it made this is in usd um i'll tell you i'll give you a clue since it's confusing with the trans the you know yeah whatever uh it had mild success it was like mild success in the box office four million no not that much success two million closer three million no okay (laughs) (laughs) it's 1.4 oh so yeah 
figure that success means breaking even plus some. <laughs> well, that's um, I don't know what the, the yeah. conversion rate is. So okay. I'm like, yeah. this could mean that that is more technically. I don't know. I have no idea. So we yeah. have to kind of like look a little bit. And honestly, but, even if it was, I I still wouldn't have gotten it right. I, I'm so. like, I th- this was one of those ones that I just didn't know anything about. Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't know what the success is. I don't know. And it came out. It looks older than it is, but that's the point because yeah. obviously it's supposed to be taking its style from the 1920s film. Yeah. And you could tell. <laughs> I need you to tell me if it was a buffering issue or if there are scenes where it is severely out of focus for a while. I think that's on purpose. Okay. Because I also had the same thing and I was like, I'm going to see if it's my like, you know, computer or whatever. Yeah. But it happened multiple times. Yeah. At parts that were relatively either tense or like you're supposed to be kind of not confused. I'm trying yeah, to think of like, I thought the it was word. supposed to be kind of like foggy, disorienting. Yes. But I also like am of the time period where I'm like, oh, fucking buffering. And I like pause it, take it back. And so I did it I like know. three times for one specific scene. I was like, that's on purpose. And it irritates the shit out of me. It was kind of annoying. Because it's like pixelated blurriness yes. instead of just blurriness. I know. And I got irritated. I respect it. And it would also go so slow yeah. that I'd be like, am I having like issues yeah. with my internet? And I was like, no, they're literally just moving. Am I having slow-mo. issues with my eyes? Yeah. So no, I think that's for it's for real um uh <laughs> my only fun fact is that <laughs> oh my god i just read it i at first didn't really have a fun fact and then i just saw this and i was like hold on <laughs> parts of the film were shot in nearby Shydum huh? because the <laughs> the delft authorities which is where they filmed everything yeah. else in the de- town of delft um authorities refused to allow her song to release the <laughs> and rats what delftos can you imagine 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 a director coming to you and being in your town and going I would like to release 11,000 rats please and they went no and they went I'll just go somewhere else so then they went to Shidem and they went can I release 11,000 and they went Fine. I'm picturing him with like cat carriers full of rats, and he's like, "Fine, we'll take our business elsewhere." And the rats okay. are like squeaking plaintively. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so Scheidem is a city and municipality in the west of the Netherlands. It is located in Rotterdam, the Hague metropolitan area west of Rotterdam. So yeah, they were like, "Do you mind if we release our rats?" And they were like, "Go for it." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and they were like, things up. "Thank you," because um, they Dilt wouldn't let us do it in dead of. <laughs> Oh shit, that was Amazing. funny. I, ju- I was like, I don't have any fun facts. And then immediately I popped it up and I yep. saw 11,000 rats and I went, let oh, me just yeah. let's see what that's about. Yep, just yep. like real cool. When you see 11,000 rats, you have to know more. Oh yeah, I do. I have to know more. Yeah, I didn't have a ton. It was stuff that you had already kind of mentioned that you had more info about. So I was like, I'm going to let you talk about it. But um, I was like, it's more than a horror film. Nosferatu is not a monster, but an ambivalent, masterful force of change. When the pa- plague threatens people, people throw their property into the streets. They discard their bourgeois trappings. <laughs> I'm obsessed. A reevaluation of life and its meaning takes place. Okay. Which, yeah, I mean, it is interesting because they're in this like little rich town, you yeah. know, and then these rats show up and they're like, let's abandon everything and have yep. a party in the streets. Yep. <laughs> The rats want some wine. Let's let them have let it. Let have some wine. And they were also, I love when they were just like, hey, so we got to play. Yep. We're going to party. And she's like, no, thanks. He <laughs> literally we just like it. walks through and is like, ew. <laughs> Those are my fun facts. I, <laughs> oh God. Um, 
I mean, I don't want to sum up all of Dracula. Who could do that? Could. Certainly not me. Um, a kind fellow. No, sorry. A kind realtor <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> tries to find a home for a man, but he turns out he's the master of rats. Because mm. that's what he call him, right? Yeah. Don't they call him the rat master or something? Yeah. Rat king, rat lord. Rat king, rat yeah, lord, lord, like lord of rats. Lord of rats. Something on there. He's doing something. Yeah. And he brings it's his rat rats. adjacent. <laughs> he tries to find a good home for this man. And he goes, do you mind if I bring coffins and 11,000 rats? And Jonathan says, nothing weird there. Uh, you can have pets totaling up to 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, you pile 11,000 rats. What is that? Like 40? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh, that's mine. What do they say about this film? Um, I think I have to sneeze. That's okay. <laughs> it passed. <laughs> It's passed. I was waiting to see. <laughs> uh, so there's one from Rotten Tomatoes, which is long, and one from IMDb, which is sweet and short. I love that. Yeah. Pithy. So, pithy. <laughs> IMDb says, <sighs> Count Dracula moves from Transylvania to Vismar, spreading the Black Plague across the land. Only... Why can't I speak? It's hard. <laughs> My tongue was like... Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a vacation. Yeah. Count Dracula mm-hmm. moves from Transylvania to Wismar, spreading the Black Plague across the land. Only a woman pure of heart can bring an end to his reign of horror. Okay, yeah. yeah. The other one, yeah. Jonathan Harker is sent away to Count Dracula's castle to sell him a house in Verna, where he lives. But Count Dracula is a vampire and undead ghoul living off men's blood. Inspired by a photograph of Lucy Harker, Jonathan's wife, Dracula moves to Verna, bringing with him death and plague. An unusually contemplative version of Dracula in which the vampire bears the cross of not being able to get old and die. They really gave away you the farm. everything. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, what do you want to know about this movie? I'll yeah. just tell it I'll to just you. Tell you. <laughs> I do like the aspect of Dracula just being wistful and being like, wish I could die. Yep. <laughs> but then he's also like, I'll drink your blood. <laughs> he's like ultimate sad boy. He really is. He just sits there with his two little teeth like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> woe is me. And my love. Rat. Give me. <laughs> Give me the love. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> have a lot of thoughts on the movie, but I don't know how much they're coherent. I tried my best. I it's not a tight 90. No. It wasn't as bad as we thought, No, though. I don't know why everyone was like, oh, it's like two hours. Yeah. No, it's not. It's when like I looked it up, it's like two hours and four yeah. minutes. But it was an hour and 48, yeah. I think, or something. It's something similar like that. So, like, still long. No. But not as long as we thought. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I don't know what you're going to... I don't know. <laughs> I wrote it, and I still don't Rats. know. <laughs> <So>. Rats. <laughs> Where's the rat? <laughs> Surprisingly, I talk very little about rats. I'm sorry. Aww. I know. That's okay. When Elmer and I went, my family took us to, to Disney because, you know, we were like, who's going to pass up a trip to Disney? Yeah. Fine. So they took us, and apparently they had a new ride for Remy the Rat. And we kept wandering around just asking people, where's the rat? <laughs> Take me to the and rat. we were like, what? We were like, where's the rat? <laughs> it was like tucked away in the back, and we couldn't find it anywhere. And we're like, okay, now I'm not joking. Where is this rat where's ride? And then we never got to go on it because it was too long. But we were like, so now whenever we try to find yeah. something, we go, where's, where's the, the rat? rat? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> okay. Uh, you're going to talk about, well, you already talked about like plagues, kind of, not plagues, but like, oh my God, uh, not being able to die. Hmm. Immortality and the, I thought about that. And the burden you have to have with that. Talk ever less. Who wants to live forever? Who? Yeah. Okay. No. So not. this one was tough. Oh. <laughs> 
because I didn't want to cover anything about the original Nosferatu mm-hmm. as an adaptation of Dracula. So right. I dug out my collection of books on horror, and while none of them covered this specific film, they had yeah. quite a bit to say about vampires and monsters in general. Okay. So we're going to talk about monsters and society. Ooh. And it's going to get kind of like weirdly academic for a bit, but then we'll break it down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it stops being academic break once it my down. brain gets in there. <laughs> so in Jeffrey... Jeffrey Jerome Cohen's 1996. Mm. I can't say numbers if I'm looking at them. They're going to trick me. Pretend. I have to look away. 1996. Yep. <laughs> they can smell fear is the thing. <laughs> they do. Uh, 1996 book Monster Theory. He introduces seven theses as a sort of temporary framework that will allow him to explore the idea of monstrousness as it arises from specific contexts. Yeah. So basically saying that we can look at what cultures value or fear, how they grapple with issues, et cetera, mm-hmm. based on the monsters that they create and the stories they tell with those monsters. Okay. It's not something that we haven't talked about, you know? Right. So many negatives in that sentence. <laughs> I struggle with double negatives. It's like, I hope I said what I wanted to say. Uh, mm-hmm. So something I really like about this essay is that he states outright that it isn't a list of theses that will stand the test of time mm-hmm. or be applicable in every situation or like serve as unquestionable models. He says that they're, quote, a set of breakable postulates. So I want to run through the seven theses and then see which ones we can use to examine mm-hmm. Dracula, Lucy, and Harker. Yeah. And just as a heads up, I call him Harker because spelling the name Jonathan, I cannot do quickly or with any confidence. Because sometimes there's an H and sometimes there's not. Sometimes like, it's Than, sometimes Jonathan. it's Thon. And so I was just like, Harker can spell that. So I never call him Jonathan or Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan. Because I can't spell it. Um, oh, I couldn't. So, My phone kept autocorrecting it. I was like, that's fine. You do you. Yep. Because I'm not going to type it, right? So I just call him Harker. So the first thesis. Mm-hmm. Thesis. Thesis. Uh, the monster's body is a cultural body. Oh. This just means that monsters are pure cultural creations. Mm-hmm. So they are, quote, an embodiment of a certain cultural moment of a time, of a feeling, of a place. Uh, they're constructed out of a specific cultural context to project meaning, and it can be anxieties, ethical quandaries, yeah. et cetera. We've talked about that fairly extensively oh, okay, yeah. but this is specifically like the monsters themselves are right. like their body is cultural but whatever okay uh so the second thesis mm-hmm. the monster always escapes this isn't just saying that the monsters never defeated permanently in the mm-hmm. filmic universe or like literally escapes but that monsters are iterated upon yeah so we have vampires across cultures and centuries even if they die a new vampire novel or film comes out the monster rises again right but from a different cultural context and with different attachments yeah so it escapes to crop up elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of them. Whack and roll vampires. Third thesis. <laughs> the monster is a harbinger of category crisis. Okay. So by definition, monsters are a strange other that defy our attempts to categorize or fit within our current understanding of nature and existence. Mm-hmm. Because like we look at a vampire and we say, well, this actually needs to rewrite all of our biology that we thought we understood. Yeah. And so it... it just defies categorization because the categories we built cannot fit it. Right. And now we question the categories themselves. Right. So we must reconfigure, expand, or throw out our categorizations because the mere existence of the monster has rendered them useless. Yeah. Fourth thesis. Mm -hmm. The monster dwells at the gates of difference. Yeah. So monsters demonstrate some difference that is abhorrent. 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 Abhorrent or fearsome to us. Mm -hmm. So typically this is cultural, political, racial, economic, or sexual. Uh, And historically yeah. culturally we use difference to demonize and alienate yeah uh, historically we've seen this a lot with colonization and invasion so we did this with the indigenous peoples in the u.s in order to take their land murder them and continue manifesting destiny uh politically and socially they had to be considered unredeemable or lesser and we also did this to enslave black folks mm-hmm. so like we just it's a, our yeah. history of the united states right is 
uh, othering people and mm-hmm. creating like this monstrousness. So if you look at, um, you know, like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. Or um, there are a fair number of monsters that use like Jewish characters. Mm-hmm. And so the way that we otherize and then monsterize difference. Right. So uh, monsters can represent that, but it can very widely in the usage. Mm-hmm. So it could be reforcing discriminatory practices or just reflecting that this monster is showing this in society or it can unpick the threads of prejudice. Mm -hmm. It can be like, you have otherized this thing, but you're actually the monster. So it can be any of those things. Yeah. Mm. Got him. Fifth thesis, the monster polices the borders of the possible. So this one feels kind of like ephemeral. Yeah. But interestingly, they evoked Jurassic or invoked Jurassic Park to explain it. I know. I love that. Love it. So the monster's existence proves that we're breaching the boundary of what was previous known, but the same monster prevents us from exploring further. Oh, so like, okay. Cool, you made a dinosaur, but also I'm going to eat you because science went too far this time. Yeah. So punish curiosity, stay within the lines, don't mm-hmm. explore. Sixth thesis. For the final two thesis, I just have the quotes. Yeah. Because I was like, there is no way I can um, paraphrase. <laughs> yeah. So quote, fear of the monster is really a kind of desire. The monster is continually linked to forbidden practices in order to normalize and to enforce. Mm-hmm. The monster also attracts. The same creature who terrify and interdict can the same creatures who terrify and interdict can invoke potent escapist fantasies. The linking of monstrosity with the forbidden makes the monster all the more appealing as a temporary egress from the constraint. This simultaneous repulsion and attraction at the core of the monster's composition accounts greatly for its continued cultural popularity. Mm-hmm. We distrust and loathe the monster at the same time we envy its freedom and perhaps its sublime despair. Sublime. Sublime. (laughs) So, desire. Yeah. And, like, I don't think that, like, maybe taboo. Like, Yeah. So it's, like, desire and repulsion at the Mm -hmm. same time. And then the seventh final thesis, the monster stands at the threshold dot, dot, dot of becoming. (gasps) I know. Another direct quote. Monsters are our children. Mm -hmm. They can be pushed to the farthest margins of geography and discourse, hidden away at the edges of the world and in the forbidden recesses of our mind, but they always return. And when they come back, they bring not just a fuller knowledge of our place in history and the history of knowing our place, Mm -hmm. but they bear self-knowledge, human knowledge, and a discourse all the more sacred as it arises from the outside. These monsters ask us how we perceive the world and how we have misrepresented what we have attempted to place. They ask us to reevaluate our cultural assumptions about race, gender, sexuality, our perception of difference, our tolerance towards its expression. They ask us why we have created them. I get chills on the... (laughs) They ask us why we have created them. Oh, my God. So you can do a lot with monsters. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So those are the seven theses. Okay. And now we can kind of, like, dig in and see what we can use from those. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, movement in my body. I'm sorry. (laughs) There's a lot going on, and I'm I'm happy. Uh, So as mentioned, vampires are nothing new. They've been analyzed endlessly. And in the Monster Theory Reader, there's no shortage of essays on different ways that vampires have been invoked or used. Mm -hmm. But most of the essays focus on Anne Rice's series or Mm -hmm. Coppola's 92 film or the original novel by Stoker. I did not find a single one in the books I have about this. They do talk about Twilight, too. Yeah. 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 Ho-a, 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 ho-a. When ho-a, ho-a season. Fucking season. Fucking love Twilight. I've seen so many good Twilight reels recently. So good. Uh, my, I have like a separate Instagram for yeah. my aerial stuff. And the, 
algorithm hasn't figured me out yet because I only follow like Ariel accounts. Right. But whenever I see like a funny meme, I'll send it to my personal yeah, yeah. Instagram so and then like, save it. Oh. Because I don't want it to be like, oh, just show me the memes. I don't want it to think that about me. But it also doesn't know what I am yet. It thinks I might be a stay-at-home mom. Um, <laughs> it hasn't figured it out. Like, it hasn't figured on. it out. What are you? But it knows that I love Bookstagram, even though I have a separate Bookstagram. And so it's like I'm trying so desperately. So many Instagrams. But I see a lot of Twilight memes on that one is what so I'm saying. Do it. Yeah. Look, I love Twilight. I went to a wedding like, last night and the food that I had was mushroom ravioli. And I messaged them and I said, I absolutely love the Twilight Easter egg with mushroom ravioli. And I don't think anyone understood. <laughs> and I was like, might be the only <laughs> diehard Instagram fucking Twilight fan here. Because everyone was like, ah, okay. And I was like, happy wedding. <laughs> Like, it's just missing the diet coke <laughs> no one understood i'm sorry it's okay at least i ate it and was like wow i feel so bella right now yeah <laughs> everyone needs to have their bella moment i'm having my bella moment uh, so none of the essays yeah. that i read covered nosferatu the vampire yeah. some of them talked about nosferatu mm-hmm. some of them talked about dracula none of them but talked not about this one this middle thing yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna take a crack at it yeah but fair warning I found myself spinning into knots in pursuit of a unified analysis. <laughs> so it's going to be more piecemeal than anything. Because you dinner. said, like, I don't know what I watched. And I was like, I don't know what I watched. It's, like, it's girl dinner. It's girl dinner. Girl dinner. Girl dinner. Girl dinner. There we go. <laughs> I was like, I can invoke the <laughs> meme, but not do you. it properly. I know that you got it, though. <laughs> so I feel like theses one and two are kind of mm-hmm. a gimme. Like, yeah. you get those for free. Yeah. Uh, so they're created from a cultural context, mm-hmm. and they always get a way to crop up again later. Yeah. We'll get more into why thesis one is harder to nail down specifically around, like, the um, cultural context. Mm-hmm. But um, with these two, we see clearly that while Dracula himself dies, or with thesis two. Right. Anytime I put, like, thesis or theses, it mm-hmm. was like, I think you mean this. And I was like, I really I don't, don't think I do, though. though. I don't think I do. Thanks. Uh, so with Thesis 2, we can see yeah. very clearly that while Dracula himself dies, the vampiric plague has escaped with big plans to continue the pestilence. The vampire born in a different century has passed the blood-sucking baton to a young, fresh lad who is of this land and time. <laughs> I think in the original novel, haven't finished it yet. We're not there in Dracula Daily. We're trying. I'm also very behind. Uh, they kill Dracula, but they didn't leave any loose ends regarding someone to carry on, like, the leech legacy. Oh, so. Okay. It's very interesting to me that in a remake of the story, we have the vampire from a bygone era dying only to have the current generation produce an heir to continue the curse into the new century. Okay. So anyway, I got kind of like spun out there. Uh, So the primary element that confused me (laughs) was that unlike the 1922 film Nosferatu, Nosferatu the vampire is more sympathetic toward Dracula. Yeah. In the novel and the first film, Dracula laments his inability to die and the lack of love. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. I wrote something I was like, that's the reverse of what I meant to say. <laughs> so in this one, mm-hmm. uh, Dracula laments his inability to die and a lack of love in his life. Right. He kills dozens to hundreds of innocent people and he delivers tragic monologues on the ultimate cruelty of eternal life. So casting the monster as a sympathetic figure makes it more difficult to imagine, like examine cultural sources because this is a remake about 50 years after the original, right. which was in turn based on a novel from decades before that. Whew. <laughs> so <laughs> the cultural context driving the creation of Dracula and the protagonist was different than the context that this was made within. Yeah. So why was Dracula made to be more understandable, more nuanced? Uh-huh. Why was this humanizing element added? 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so in an article for The Nerdist, Rosie Knight says that a heedless pursuit of love is the thread tying like all of these stories together. Yeah. So Harker was driven by his love for Lucy to make this like weeks-long trip to a creepy-ass castle. Lucy was propelled into action by her love for Harker, and Dracula was led to his demise by his need for Lucy's love. Yeah. So... Can we look at this through the lens of the seventh thesis that monsters force us to reevaluate constructions of difference mm-hmm. and ask why and how we've created those monsters? But I can't actually track that one back very far yeah. because we get enough from Dracula to understand he does have emotions, primarily despair, sad boy, but we so don't sad. get a justification or origin story. No. So what societal norms would be creating his monstrosity right. and how does that force us to reevaluate if we don't know kind of his creation. Right. So if he weren't actively murdering hundreds of people, I'd be more open to reading right. Dracula as a product of being pushed to the margins because of difference, but like the murder thing kind of gets in the way. Yeah, a little bit. So then if we look at monsters as desire, this mm-hmm. also varies based on uh, the original novel or any of the adaptations. So like okay. which are you looking at? Because there was hella gay subtext in the original novel around yeah. penetration and pleasure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> while there isn't confirmation on this, many academics think that Bram Stoker was gay. Outside of the themes and motifs in Dracula, he had a collection of homoerotic letters from Walt Whitman, uh, who also wasn't, like, out in any right. way. But people are like, he was probably queer. Like, mm. Yeah. Uh, and Stoker also started writing the book one month after his friend Oscar Wilde was imprisoned for ah. homosexuality. Yeah. So he has, like, connections to other, like, queer writers. Right. Um, it's not, like, solid set in stone. But people who have, like, dug through his literature and personal life think this. And a lot of the queer overtones in the novel were around Harker's desire to be bitten by vampiric women, which academics are like, oh, he wants to be penetrated. Uh, Whereas here, the most desire is shown (laughs) with varying degrees between Lucy and Dracula. Right. So if we're looking at monsters and desire and simultaneous disgust in the original novel, it's much more of the time in terms of, like, it is illegal Mm -hmm. to be, like, to perform gay acts. Right. Like, anything, like, being gay is illegal. Uh, I know. It's the law. Yeah. Don't Ooh. worry. Women can't be gay. Woo. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. That was like a history joke that I realized could be taken massively. Women can be gay. Women can be gay. I'm sorry. Uh, but there's like a ton of thing around like, well, women don't have enough like um, autonomy to choose to do this and like queer women don't exist and like all of that. So anyway, uh, but like if you're, I don't know how sexuality might fit into Nosferatu, like, mm-hmm. the 1992. But if you're looking at the original novel and this remake of the first movie, yeah. they have different, like, sexual tones mm-hmm. to them. Very much. So I don't really know here. Like, <laughs> you don't have Harker, like, desiring and seeking out no. that. You have Lucy, who is doing it to save him, and is like, oh, that feels good. Um, maybe. That Maybe. is, like, what some people read into it. Right. When I first watched it, like, my, like, read of the situation was not exactly, like, oh, it's actually really dope being drained by this person, but, like, no, he can't leave. I have to keep him till sunrise. It's with weird. maybe a little bit of, like, the vampire's kiss thing. It's very much described as, like, both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, she's like, I have to protect Jonathan. But then, like, it's by, I think, Werner Herzog or somebody. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. described as, like, the thing of pain or whatever yeah. turns to pleasure yeah at, while being drained and i'm like what <laughs> and uh, when i was reading articles people were focusing like entirely on lucy and pleasure yeah. and i was like i want 
I don't want to lose the threat of sacrifice because right. I think that that can get like subsumed in a way. And so to me, it makes a lot of sense for it to be both. Right. But I think that a lot of readings from like articles and stuff where she found it to be pleasurable and that's why she kept him there. Like she forgot all of her duty and was just right. like, keep sucking on my neck, please. Right. Uh, and I don't want her humanity to be forgotten in that Yeah, I, I was know. like, oh, I think maybe she also was trying to save them. Yeah. But like, okay. <laughs> so I struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another one is that there's connection to disease and pestilence, which can often be... Pestilence. Pestilence. Uh, disease and pestilence, which can often be invoked in vampire films. Yeah. Um, as like... The spreading of a vampiric curse is like the spreading of a disease. Right. Uh, but rats are more of a visual reminder of mm-hmm. the what plagues the town. Right. There's still a symbol for death and destruction that D- Dracula brings, but it feels muddied in that, are they actually carrying the plague? Right. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if these rats legit had the plague or if Dracula was killing everyone and plague was the cover story. And he was like, with all these rats, there's no way to know. Right. And that was muddied enough that I could not follow that track too far. I also was confused. I was like, so wait, did they have the plague? But, and then at one point, they do say, like, the girl with the neck, they, like, Lucy comes in and is like, oh my God, she's dead. And they're like, it's not the plague. And I'm like, well, yeah, she got fucking bites right on her neck. Like, so I'm like, the other people who did die of the plague, did they have bites? Like, we'll never know. We'll never know. Werner. like, she was so dismissed by Van Helsing throughout that it's like, he was like, oh, don't worry, it's the plague. Oh, it's the plague. And these people are like, oh, we have the plague. And it's like, well, you don't look like you are sick in bed. Yeah. So are you just assuming that you'll die, which is probably pretty realistic considering because everyone else has died Mm -hmm. and you think it's the plague because the note said something about plague and rats. And so I assumed throughout that there was never actually bubonic plague of any sort or black death and that it was a cover story for Dracula to be killing lots Mm -hmm. of people and there's just some rats too to help with the cover story. Right. But then some people are like, oh, yeah, so he brought the plague, and then he was also killing people on the side. Yeah. Like, and I don't get it. <laughs> if that's the case, then I'm like, why? Why would you bring something that's going to kill people in this town, but you could have eaten those people if you hadn't brought the plague? Yeah. And also, it could have killed Lucy. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't know. So that one got muddy for yeah. me. And so I was like, I'm not even going to look at, like, we're not vampires as plague yeah. because I don't know if I'm going to be digging too far right. into it. So this movie entirely, like looking at it full scope, was very difficult for me to pin down because of the sheer breadth of vampire symbolism, the <laughs> remake of a movie based on a novel element, and the lack of knowledge around the cultural context in Germany at the time this was made. Because <laughs> I just know that Herzog was like obsessed with this film and Love he was it. like wanted to do a stylistic remake yeah. of it. And then the things he changed, I'm like, why did he change them? Right but I don't know enough about him or the cultural context of the time. So all I can do is say that like we can look at society and like monsters and kind of pull apart like these anxieties or values or systems. Yeah. But I uh, ultimately I just can't have a unified theory for this movie. (laughs) So that's society. It's like, (laughs) it really is the girl dinner of theories. Cause it's like, I'm going to take a little bit from Uh everything and it's not going to really make a dinner, but we're going to eat it. Yeah. We're going to eat it. (laughs) I mean, I'm still going to watch it, but I'm also so confused. Girl dinner with 11,000 rats. Yeah, like, just kept watching it being like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) Yes. Okay, thank you. Validating. Every time I thought I understood, something would happen, and I'd go, I guess I'm wrong? (laughs) I guess I'm just a little bit of a goober then. a little goober. I I didn't dislike the movie. 
Like it was like fun to watch. It was very stylistic. You're Visually right. Like, stunning. It is. It's very pretty, but it's <laughs> it does feel like a weird like mishmash. <laughs> like the styles of every shot. I'm like, <laughs> what's happening here? Um, but I didn't dislike it. Yeah. I feel like some of it was comedic on accident. Yeah. But then I'm like, is it? Is it on purpose? Do you want me to laugh? I couldn't I don't tell. Know. We'll get to my notes because yes. I think it's similar to your thing where I'm like, it's just bits and pieces. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I- I'm just going to create something yeah. from this. And I don't know. Perfect. And I figured out how to put photos. So everything's nice. great now. Thank God. Incredible. <laughs> also, my first my first note was, who are these poor mummified babies? Yeah, so those were real. I um, thought so. Yeah. And I was going to ask. I was like, yeah. I do you know where that was shot? Mexico. Oh. Yeah. So that, like, when I was writing my notes, I was like, no, Roma, okay, straight into haunted dolls or baby husks. And then I was like, okay, those are deaf humans. They looked very real. And, and I was like. I looked. They were plague victims <gasps> in Mexico. Oh, my God. Let me Cause do the. I remember it starting the movie started and i was like these look very real so i was like oh props to them for creating something so real but then like the footage of it went on for so long and i knew that they all weren't the same like they weren't showing the same one over and over again so i was like that's way too many they didn't make those and my thought was is this real yeah so this is a direct quote from wikipedia yeah himself filmed the opening sequence at the mummies of guanajuato museum in guanajuato mexico where a large number of naturally mummified bodies of victims oh cholera uh mummified bodies of an 1833 cholera epidemic are on public display he had seen the mummies while visiting in the 1960s and on his return in the 1970s he took the corpses out of the glass cases they normally store them in he propped them against the wall to film them arranged them in sequence roughly running from childhood to old age i don't like it i don't like it weird that this museum was like sure yeah i i mean i'm assuming they like pay like he paid i would assume (sighs) in conjunction with some of the other things like the rats were naturally white yeah. And he had them dyed gray, which killed a lot of them. I could tell that those were, like, not right. Because no. I literally, you could see a bunch of white, like, rats, obviously, yeah. running around. But a lot of them looked, had that perfect blue-gray color yes. that you see in, like, pictures of rats. Yeah. Or, like, and I was like, that ain't right, right? So, uh, I think, <sighs> like, the original, like, animal behaviorist that was going to be, like, the rat expert left. Because he was, like, they wanted to dye them, which kills a fair portion of Which them. Which why? And like, I don't, I don't, I didn't check this against other sources, but he said like, in order to change their fur color, they had to be dipped in boiling water. What and the fuck? Then they would end up licking most of the pigment off anyway, which again, might've been toxic. So it's like, the, I had a yeah. feeling that I didn't like Werner song, to be Mm-mm. honest. I had this weird, like, I don't know much about him, but I had this thing in the back of my head the whole time going, I don't think I like this guy. Mm. And I think that there are reasons why that I'm, feeling that but i just don't remember them i think he's done shit like this before like i don't think this is the first time he's made a movie where it's like my dude the fuck are you doing no uh he he reminds me of the guy from nope where like yeah. it's more important to get the shot than to worry about anything else mm-hmm. and i was like that's you dude yep yeah i'm saying like on other like i haven't done like all of my right. due diligence but it's from like 50 years ago and so people are 80 to 40 years ago yeah i can do math like really i can't so uh so a lot of people have said in the time since then like 
animal cruelty. Uh, he had them shipped from Hungary to the Netherlands. He had them dyed gray in a process that killed half of them outright. Um, and the but behaviorist having that many is kind of yeah. not. And then okay. someone was also like, "Oh, the horses were probably also mistreated." <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. So getting through that, I was already on edge seeing that because I was like, "What else did you yeah. do that was kind of not right?" Yeah. I will say, unfortunately, my next note is jaunty little shoes, and I don't know who had the jaunty I little shoes. I said the same thing. I was like, oh, those are dainty little boots. Who who was who was it had, had the jaunty little boots? I don't remember, but I because I just wrote, oh, I really like those shoes. Yeah. Okay, well, somebody had jaunty little boots. Yeah. I, was it Jonathan? It couldn't have been Jonathan. Well, when he comes on the screen, I was like, oh, look at that dainty little man. And I was like, he looks like a milk toast Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like thing. a beige Willy Wonka. I the same thing. I said, bro, that's Willy Wonka. <laughs> But like he looked like no color. Willy Wonka, yeah. If he was like the most boring man in the world, yes. he was like, I make hard candies. And they were like, Oh, that's it? And he's like, What cough flavor? Drops. And he was like, Cough drops. <laughs> Menthol. <laughs> I was like, all right, freak. I'm glad that we both saw his yeah. like top hat coat situation. We're like, oh, that's Willy Wonka, but boring. And then I said, my next note was they had to make so many bodies. And then I wrote, Are these real? And they were, so I hate that. Also, <laughs> I wrote the Twilight filter on the bat. Yeah. Because they would always throw in this Blue. image of like a bat yeah. flying in slow motion to be like, ah, here he comes. Like, kind of. Not to show like his arrival or anything, yeah. but to be like the ever arching presence yeah. of like, he's here. Um, and it was blue. So I was like, oh, the Twilight, Twilight. Ho, ho, ho. Super massive black hole. <laughs> uh, I think that that was uh, from a nature documentary. They really? used that footage from a nature documentary <laughs> for the bat. It was interesting. Um, I like bats. I, I also I don't know why and I can't explain this but when she screams in the very beginning Lucy when she wakes up from that nightmare yeah. I was like why does this scream sound so 70s yeah I can't explain why yeah. I don't know if it's just sound quality but this was made in 79 79 yeah so like you placed it but why did I immediately she was like ah! and I was like it's the 70s yeah yep. I could just tell they yelled different then they yelled different then you know <laughs> It's that 70s scream. You know it when you hear it. Yep. Also, my next note was kitten. Yes. Kitten. The moment that kitten is just blissed out in her arm. Like the kitten's <gasps> falling asleep and she's kind of like walking around like, I don't like that you're doing this. And the kitten's just like, I'm thriving. I, I'm so mad that I didn't take a picture of it. But I laughed so hard. I had to pause it when they hug and the kitten's like, <laughs> squished. Yes. The kitten gets like squished between them and it's like, like <laughs> can't see our face but like if you don't watch this movie for anything you're like i don't like this movie i don't want to see it just Fuck watch the, the beginning for this kitten the cat looks high as fuck in her yeah. arm it's like i'm having a great time yeah and then they hug with the kitten in her arm and the kitten's like <laughs> like squished between them and his little head is like <laughs> i was we dying the same things oh my god i was like i don't even care if there's symbolism to these kittens because that's the funniest thing i've ever seen I was like, I don't give a fuck. And then Jonathan looks like Willy Wonka. Yup. Yup. He's walking down the road. And I was like, look at this boring Willy Wonka motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, God. He's got the longest, skinniest little legs, too. Yeah. I was like, yeah. All right, Jonathan. I, then, yeah. Sorry. No, go you go, no, no, no. Mine is <laughs> off topic. My, off topic. my next note was just, I forgot that it was Renfield. And he's obviously like the assistant yeah. to Dracula sort of thing. So in my head, I, didn't, I forgot about that. I thought he was just some realtor guy. And he's just like, <laughs> and I was like, is this guy a freak? I, in my <laughs> notes, it was, I, 
if they said his name before <sighs> he like did his thing, I was I missed, I missed it. it. Because I was just like, this is his boss. His boss won't stop laughing. If they would have said Renfield, like I would have been like, oh, okay. Immediately. Freak. But, but I put him in notes, I will punch him in the throat if he yes, laughs one more done. time. done. <laughs> he was like, there's a casualty. And I was like, dude, fucking chill. I was, I was so confused by his whole attitude until I, of course, heard his name. And yep, I was, and like, was like, oh, uh, okay. Yep. He's obviously in on this whole thing. He's trying to get Jonathan to go so he can bring the plague. Yeah. And he's, Got you know, uh, unwell and like all these things. Yes. So like, Okay. Made sense. But first of all, I was just like, I'm irritated. But if you miss the name, this is just a weird guy that you're kind of like, I, I don't want to hear you anymore. No. So that was a lot. And then I said, why is the kitten trying to escape the hug? <laughs> um, and then I have, oh, racism. Yep. <laughs> it kind of yep. hits you. You're right watching it like, oh, little Germans. And then mm. all of a sudden it's just, uh, I think it's supposed to be Romani. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. like, it's Romani people, but they're just very much like, ah, woo, woo, and I'm like, yep. oh, stereotypes. Yep. They had a, a lot of um, fun, fun anti-Romani stuff right in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of gets you. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, huh? Yeah. And then I wrote, this shot is amazing, because this next shot made me laugh so hard when he's in the inn. And he's, I have a picture of it. We can like post it if you want, but I have a picture when he's sitting in a little table uh-huh. and one rude, Jonathan was rude. Yeah. He slams the table and he's like, innkeeper, bring yeah. me my meal. And I'm like, don't be a dick. Yeah. You're being rude. You're at a place. They're working hard. Yeah. Clearly the, the whole place was full. Yeah. And he does this and he's like, I have to get to Dracula's castle. And it's shot from behind him. And he's alone for some reason in a little table right next to the cooks. Like yep. he's right next to them. Everyone else is on the other side of the bar and they all just turn and stare at him. And the shot is from behind him. So you can't see him, but you can see everyone going, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he turns around like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Did I say something weird? <laughs> Did I mispronounce it? I'm sorry. It was so fucking funny. Oh, God. And I took the picture of it and it's just all of them like, dude, what? Yep. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's the matter? Incredible. Oh, God. It was so fucking funny. So that's what I'm saying about the comedy is I'm like, is that intentional or is that just an accidental, I was doing a deadpan shot yeah. and it came off fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cause I don't know much about Werner Herzog, but I know he's got sad beige toys for sad beige children. <laughs> so he must be and sad beige Willy Wonka. A sad beige man. <laughs> I don't know, but whatever. That was funny. The deadpan shots in this movie are either beautiful or hilarious. Yeah. And I don't know if it's intentional, but I'm having a great time. I I think that this one had to be. It had to be. And then the other one of the little boy playing violin over yes. him when he comes to. That one had to be. Like, <laughs> 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 they have to be. And if they're not, then he's a master of comedy and he yeah. doesn't know it. Yeah. Because these moments are so funny. So if you funny. watch this movie, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It happens and you, it like takes over your body you laugh because it, it, you're not expecting anything <laughs> to be funny and you're like Whoa. um but then it immediately cuts i think to his trip when he's like oh i'll just walk like i'll do mm. whatever and the scenery is gorgeous absolutely stunning and the music is so ominous but it, it's such a fun juxtaposition of like the beautiful mountains and everything's gorgeous yeah. and they don't have like a scary filter over it like it's sunny and nice but then they have this super eerie music and you're sitting there so confused. <laughs> I feel like that kitten. I was blissed out of my mind being like, look at this mountain. And then in the background, it's like, oh. <laughs> okay. So I 
need to say the exact same thing basically and then <laughs> add to it roger ebert he gave this a perfect four stars really? i think that he does a scale of four stars yeah i think okay um i'm not positive i could be wrong but he talks this entire review about how much he fucking loves this film i can't get a theme from it he just talks about like the visuals and stuff <laughs> but something that he says about um the give me a hot second <laughs> he's talking about the um the background and like the whatever it is yeah okay i found it <clears throat> okay and go okay thank you for that pause <laughs> it was uh like two seconds you know yeah, when i seconds. found it immediately it was easy yeah so quote there is often something fearful and awesome in herzog's depiction of nature it is not uplifting so much as remorseless clouds fall low and drift like water peaks tower intimidation shadows hint at horrors an ad popped up right over my paragraph <laughs> um <laughs> but Another article, like, not the review by Ebert, it says, like, the unforgiving landscape. And I was like, that is the most beautiful mountain pass that I've seen yeah. in my goddamn life. I would hike there voluntarily. It also just wasn't, like, snowy. It wasn't mm. rainy. He's just walking in a beautiful, sunshiny day. And they're like, to his death. <laughs> and he's, like, going through this, like, stunning, like, kind of cave tunnel situation. Yes. And it keeps cutting to, like, the water blowing. I was like, first of all, it's not, like, death rapids. No. Second of all, you, this is glorious. And you pass like a waterfall and like a mountain river and i'm like yeah. all of this is beautiful and they said something about it they're like you have to pass like a chasm that could swallow you whole but then you he's walking through it and it's clearly it's, like fenced off yeah and there's, and there's a, a path beautiful little path so i don't know i mean maybe we exaggerated yeah. a little because yeah. all i saw was a beautiful hike yeah with this oh, oh, music in the background. Yeah, dread of I, dread. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Dreadful, terrifying. But I think he's having a great walk. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, so that's why I was like, they're like, oh my gosh, the horrific landscape. And I was like, where? I was like, where? Maybe it's the castle. Yeah. But even then, they look out these windows that are super old and gross. I get it. But yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And like they have those scenes where it's like, oh, you have the sky changing to nighttime yeah. over ruins. I was like, okay, you have those like silhouette that's moments. Cool. Yeah, that's ominous. But those mountains are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I do have this shot that I did think was Ooh. genuinely kind of ominous yeah. and really cool. But it's when he's walking and it's the... Um, Either the ocean or something behind him. Mm. I can show you. Yes, please. Um, when he's walking. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's, I had a moment about that because I was confused where the light was coming from. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll i talk about the lighting in a minute because I have some thoughts on yeah. it that I thought were interesting. But yeah. So if you're watching it, it, it's it's at night. He's walking at night now and there's like a road and behind him is this really bright blue light mm -hmm. that's causing almost like it's supposed to be the moon, but it's unnatural. Yeah. It's not the moon. Um, but it creates a cool silhouette and then a carriage comes up behind him and it's so silhouetted and spooky. And that was the one where I was like, yeah, that's spooky. That was a really, yeah. that was an ominous kind of landscape because the water creates like this endless like void and you're like, oh, don't mm -hmm. fall, you know, but <laughs> everything else was gorgeous. Um, I was so confused by that because I, yeah. I was like, is he in a tunnel and it's daytime and the light is coming in through the tunnel behind i was wrong on all counts but i was just very it was beautiful it was scary and ominous so, but i was confused there's multiple times where they seem to use bright floodlights yeah almost and it's very unnatural and it's causing almost like a headlight in yeah. the dark and they're using it to like illuminate things and it obviously doesn't fit with the time period and it doesn't fit with like 
uh, any natural light. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a natural light. doesn't act like it. So I think it's purposeful, I think, to create spooky shadows, spooky silhouettes, yeah. and to like show off, I don't know, just really cool shadows. Because if you watch the original Nosferatu, shadows are like a huge part mm. of Nosferatu, I think. I could be wrong, but there's that famous shot of Nosferatu walking up the yeah. stairs and it's just his shadow. Oh. And I think that that was supposed to be an homage to that film with the shadows because it happens multiple yeah. times with Dracula. It happens with Jonathan. Lucy has a few moments of shadows behind her and Dracula's shadow coming yes. up on her. I think it's supposed to be an homage and that's why I think they had to use these unnatural light. Okay. Because I don't think you can really get shadows like that unless you have such a harsh light. Yeah. And it's not something... I don't know, especially in 1979, I was like, they probably weren't like using crazy effects to create things. They were like, not just put a floodlight. (laughs) Um, But it looks cool. It fits because I, obviously, you know, it's supposed to be based on Nosferatu. So you're like, oh, the shadows are cool. It doesn't have the descent effect in the the way that none of the light seems natural, but it's so unnatural and so interesting Mm -hmm. that I don't mind. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Style over realism. Yeah, yeah. It leans heavy into style. And it doesn't bother me because I'm like, well, yeah, it's a monster. Yeah. Obviously, all of it is unrealistic anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's so stylized that I think it fits. If it wasn't so distinctly a style, yeah. it would be weird and out of place. But because it's yeah. so wild, I'm like, yeah, okay. That I'm helps. with it. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's why with this big, bright blue yeah. light, I was like, yeah. I think it's just supposed to be like, look at his shadow and the waves crashing. And I got stuck on yeah. realism. <laughs> it just really hands me Venice. there. Not <laughs> Not anymore. Nope. <laughs> also, I got to talk about Jonathan. He meets Dracula and he's just like, yeah, it's a man. <laughs> um, What? We'll post a picture maybe of Dracula, but no. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I have a picture of this man and I'm like, you're really going to? Tell me, look me in the eye and say, that's just a normal guy. Hold on. I have to show you the photo I took where he looks like he just woke up and he's like, <laughs> he looks like he smelled something bad. Oh my God. He's yes. like, what are you guys doing out there? Yes. Yeah, when he does the lip curl, like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll post some photos. I took some good ones oh, of please. Dracula and I would just bless our Instagram with it. It's just so funny. Cause Jonathan gets to this building and he's like, oh, what a weird eccentric guy. And then Dracula opens the door and looks like Dracula. And he's like, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll have dinner. I would have turned around. There, he is, okay. I <laughs> For a while, I was like, okay, is one of the themes going to be about, like, duty and politeness? Yeah. And, like, him just following through on everything because right. he's there. It's his job. He's going to do it. And, like, he's too polite to point out, like, you but just sucked my thumb. Right, right, right. But then it was just like, no, he realizes it's weird. And, like, he want, he does want to escape, but only after he realizes that. I didn't, it just took him too long. It took him so long. Because I thought the same thing. I walk I thought, in, I say, nope, I walk out. <laughs> like, I thought it was supposed to be this, like, this is my duty. I'm doing this for yeah. love. I thought they were going to show him being upset when he's away from Dracula but then being like I have to do my yeah. job but no things happen and he's like how dare you but I'm, I won't leave yeah <laughs> and then he does but I'm gonna leave. give you another chance yeah yeah in this scene he's like you sucked my thumb and threw a chair and yeah you did descend upon me in my bed but like okay I'll see yeah. <laughs> Jonathan my man Willy Wonka yeah are you okay mm. the answer is no no he's not an okay man 
I really thought he was going to be the hero of the story. Love that it's not, because I think it's great that it's Lucy. But yeah. Jonathan don't do shit. <laughs> he gets no. back to town, and he's Too sickly. Late. And he's like, <laughs> He just sits in the corner. He spends the whole movie being sick in a corner. And I love that for him. I loved oh when God. he is stuck in the corner because of the, like, uh, communion wafer crumbs. do you think you should sweep we- up? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, ha ha, I will escape the corner. <laughs> And he's like, he like sleeps he's like, out. He's like, <laughs> and he looks at her like, I'm Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan escaping that little corner is that cat with his foot in the door. Oh my the god! Meme when he's like, mm. he has to pose it be like Jonathan Harker getting out of the weird communion corner. Yes, communion <sighs> corner. Okay. <laughs> um. Also, not only is the is Dracula wild, he's got a very Intense, again, stylized face and design. Jonathan's not weirded out by that. Sure, maybe he's being polite. But then the demon clock goes off and the skeletons come out and they're dancing. And I'm saying, I'm sitting there thinking. The hand cut skull. Jonathan. Uh-huh. <laughs> At what point did this cuckoo clock go off? And you went, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> The skeletons were like, <laughs> Like death came out death, around literally. the clock. And then the other skeletons were just. <laughs> I left yeah. also i think i accidentally nailed it with dracula because i said this guy looks so nerdy and so needy but somehow i'm scared of him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i'm also used to the original story of dracula yeah so when dracula's all up on his bed i wrote kiss <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't they don't and i thought there was gonna be more gay subtext and there wasn't no distinct lack of gay subtext yeah and then about Lucy, we cut to her dreams that she's having. And I said, this girl's got the biggest eyes. She sees too much. Yeah. I boom, boom. <laughs> I was like, I want to be Lucy for Halloween. Her eye makeup is perfect for haunting and being yes. haunted. She's so cool. Ugh. That woman looked like an oil painting. Yeah. I think this whole movie has the style of a, an oil painting. And mm. everything had kind of like texture to it, which, you know, in an oil painting, you get those thick brush strokes. Mm-hmm. So I was watching it like, I feel like I'm in a painting. <laughs> And then yeah. when you see her, her skin is so smooth and her hair was so straight. But then every now and then she'd have like one stringy one. And I'd be like, so beautiful. <laughs> Everything looks so intentional with she her. She sleeves with her hair fanned out across yes! her pillow. Like everyone does. It's perfect. Everyone does that. And uh-huh. I was like, God, she's so cool. And then mm. I, every attack by Dracula is also the slowest thing I've seen in my life. I'm just like, you could move. You could. And Jonathan too. Yeah. Jonathan's like, don't. And he's moving back as slow as possible. And at one point, he finally does kind of move. Yeah. But then he just sits there again, like, don't. <laughs> I had, like, while I was watching that, I was like, this is supposed to be, like, dread and fear. But then I was like, is he trying to give him a chance to be like, ah, oh, I was just fooling. Yeah. And I'm like, is he trying to be like, if you stop, I'll pretend this didn't happen. Like, I I could not tell. And then I was like, is this trying to create the slow-mo effect without actually shooting in slow motion? I was like, I was so confused by the slowness of his attacks. I was so confused. But I also, I liked it. Again, I think that it's all style, less substance. I I was looking for like the realism and the motivation and all these things. And you're not going to find that. I think we have to throw it out the window. I think once you do that and you watch this movie as like, I am trying to create the old movie Nosferatu with the themes of Dracula and that's it. Yeah. Don't don't look into it. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. Stop thinking. Only Just see. Just watch. <laughs> yeah. No think. Only watch. <laughs> um, I said, okay, so this guy is a freak. Got it. That's when I realized that Renfield was Renfield. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, okay. Yep. It's checking out now. 
Uh, I said a lot of this movie looks like an oil painting. Mm. The captain tying himself to the boat. Very that creepy. Was, yeah. That got me. I was like, Ooh, that one really uh-uh. got me. Um, love the large shadows of the count being creepy. I have a picture of it. Um, it's when Lucy is that's getting attacked. That's one of my favorite moments. That's when I was like, that's from Nosferatu. Yeah. Because that moment when Nosferatu going up the stairs with the nails. They did a lot of cool things with the nails and yeah. showing silhouettes and stuff. Really cool. And um, Lucy is like this beacon of white light in this yeah. whole film. She is so bright all the time. Not always in her clothes with her wild, colorful floral sometimes. But her skin. She's so pale and her hair is so dark. Her eyes are so big. Mm-hmm. It's hard to miss. Yeah. She's like a lighthouse of emotion. Mm. Yeah. Um, Jonathan has seen better days. Real ill. Yeah. Stuck in his corner. Yeah. Poor girl doesn't want to dance. Leave her alone when yeah. she's running through. Yes. Cool moment though. Yeah. Because she knows what's happening. These people don't. And again, we don't. Is it the plague? Is it not? I don't know. But she's like, please don't make me dance in your weird fucking town. And don't do this to me. Love that. And then I said, sexy vampire lady. Mm-hmm. No, dead. Yeah. Um, real yeah. bummer there. <laughs> I yeah. thought she was going to rise and be like. I'm I'm beautiful now. I'm a vampire. <laughs> but no, it was Jonathan. It was John, yeah. Those are my notes. I <laughs> I really was stuck on the fact that it once I figured out that it was mostly stylized and I didn't necessarily need to pay as much attention to like plot as much as themes, then I was on board. I was good. Yeah. It yeah. just took me a hot minute, that's all. Yeah. I yeah. as I was watching, I was like, I'm entranced by the visuals. I'm not really sure exactly what's happening, but yeah. it's very really beautiful. Um, so my notes I just start off with like she wakes up with a scream he tells her to calm down don't tell her to calm down do not do not don't do it calm down (laughs) don't tell her to calm down and then there was like such a tonal shift from horror to idyllic like that beautiful bridge to the bright town fucking kittens you go straight from like the mummified corpses and then kittens yeah and I was like okay tonal shifts got it yeah um Harker doesn't like canals straight to jail (laughs) he complains (laughs) about the canals I was like how dare you they're gorgeous he's such a whiny baby yeah um the kitten is thriving it's when they're <laughs> when he's leaving and like they're saying their goodbyes, they yeah. have this like really not chased kiss in front of people that are like mm. And then a horse ass is taking up the left third of the frame. Just the horse's ass is fully like one third of the screen. It is such an intense kiss. People are uncomfortable. Horse ass. Horse ass. <laughs> yes. That's it. I'm obsessed. <laughs> uh and then a harker's got ruffles because his his like cloak had ruffles so on the back. Ruffles. Um the innkeeper's wife splashes him with some wall water. Uh just a little flick of wall water. <laughs> yep. I just loved how it was water that was in a little thing on the wall. She yeah. reaches over. It's like very handy to have yeah. for the holy flicking. We love those. Yeah. Have those at the Catholic Church. They're great. You just walk right over. Yeah. yeah. Get them. Um, that is an ornate and eerie carriage. I want to. <laughs> love it. It was a hearse carriage, I think. It's oh. Like the, yeah. Obsessed with that. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, the, the glass that he uses to drink out of looks like a flower vase. <laughs> he, took, he took a sip and I was like, did you fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's your cup. Okay. That's your, okay. <laughs> Uh, and then I was like, where do we change the whole, like, front fangs to side fangs? Because <laughs> they're, like, rat bat teeth situation. And I was like, I think. like a fucking nerd. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to say it. I think we really improved vampires when we moved the teeth to the side. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Every time Dracula had, like, any sort of monologue or extended dialogue, I was absolutely entranced. Yes. He's like. Yeah. Um, you're like the villagers who cannot place themselves in the soul of a hunter because he didn't hear the night music. Right. I was like, first of all, a little judgy. Like, he can't understand because he didn't hear the <laughs> night music. Okay. 
but uh, I have like every time he went on like a monologue, I typed it out because I was like, I need to think he's about this. Good. Yeah, he's a very good actor, and even though he looked like a little nerd, yeah, he's good. Yeah, um, he cuts his bread without really looking, and therefore cuts his thumb. Dracula right. says, "Don't even worry, let me suck your thumb." And Harker demurs, uh, and Dracula does it anyway, and that's the problem. He doesn't get consent. That's the problem with Dracula, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, Dracula pursues a slow chase where politeness is the real victim here. <laughs> Uh, it's rude to look under a rooster like that. Oh, there was a cooked rooster on the table. And he just, like, lifts the feathers and up. And he, like, like, grabs something and eats it. And I was like, sir, treat that little guy with respect, please. Yeah. Um, so this starts off with the monologue of Dracula. And then I put my own little thoughts in there. Yeah. Uh, so time is an abyss. Uh, decadent of an old family, or descendant of an old family, horrible mm-hmm. not to be able to grow old. Can you imagine living centuries, experiencing the same futility each day? Anyway, thanks for finding me such a big house near yours, buddy. Because he's like, oh, and it's close to yours. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, remove the ascot. It's party Harker now because he like takes off his ascot. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's going to have some fun. Come on, Harker. Um, Dracula looks like a slow loris <laughs> because he's like, hmm? <laughs> Dracula. Um, all those coffins on a raft. I was thinking about how difficult it would need it would oh, be yeah. to have three people in different corners steering. And it's like you have to be in sync. In sync. Hi. <laughs> and I got distracted by the pun. Yeah. And then Lucy has a line, God is far away when we need him. And I was like, oh, that was a good girl. one. I liked that. Yeah. Um I have a lot of notes about the canals. Just so many notes about canals. Love those canals. Um Dracula can't find good help these days. He has to unload his own coffins. <laughs> Uh, he just moseys on into an abandoned church like it's not even hallowed ground or something. Oh, yeah. Um, and then after that, I have the duality of day and night. When you only see Dracula at night and you primarily see Harker during the day, it necessarily keeps a rhythm to the passage of time in the cool. narrative. Yeah. And I thought that that was like a – it kept it driving forward mm-hmm. because you have to have right. a day and a night and a day and a night. And I like that you really only see one and the other. Like, yep. yeah. Um, and then the time when you like – see them at the same time is when Harker's a husk. Yes. Uh, and you see like this huge shadow of Dracula because he's like, yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, let's see. So Lucy's basically talking to Dracula and he's like, don't worry, he won't die. And she's like, he will. Death surrounds us. We're at his will, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And like, there's such humanity on Dracula's face as he's listening to her lament about death I and know. time. And I was like, I did not expect to be so like, he just, like his eyes and his expressions are just so empathetic. He, he was great. I I was like, I don't, it's like you feel for him kind of. And then also you don't. So no. it's hard. But when she's talking about all that and it's very human. Yeah. And he wants this. But everything she's saying is kind of sad. Yeah. And it's, it's his that, fault. <laughs> Can Barbie movie and Nosferatu teach us like similar lessons? Oh my god! <laughs> that the human experience is kind of terrible, but it's worth living. <laughs> this is our movie night. Oh my god! <laughs> Barbie and Nosferatu. The double feature yeah. all along was Nosferatu. We didn't even know Barbie. Yeah. You can't Incredible. tell me we're wrong about this. Oh, I got so excited, <laughs> I smacked my mic. Wow. Oh. But yeah, I think that's cool. I think it's cool that she's explaining such a sad part of life. Yeah. And how she's like, but I love this person. And it's, it's you know, and he's like, huh. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Ugh. So that was a stunning scene for me. Yeah, really um, cool. And then you have a tender, creepy moment <laughs> where Harker is like unwell. Yeah. He is like sweaty and ill and... She's like crying, but she keeps petting his hair. And I was like, tender and creepy. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and then in the last scene, 
or last several scenes with yeah. Parker, they did not extend the makeup paint all the way down his neck. Sure didn't. So he had a blue face and like a beige <laughs> neck. And I was like, this is why you blend. This is why you blend into he, like, the neck. He like stands up and I, I'm like, I, I know I'm supposed to be frightened and shocked. But that neck. <laughs> you gotta make the neck blue too. Human like, from the neck down. Yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> vampire up top, human down below. <laughs> the monster mullet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, I love it. Okay, uh, so those are my notes. <laughs> yeah. Those are great notes. I, uh, I'm i trying to think of scariest moment and I think I know it. I had two that I'm still like. I know. I think I've chosen just based on like what we talked about. So yeah. Like, yeah, I think I got it. Okay, you go first. Um, Mine was... It's like a, it's a twofer, but they go together. So it's when the captain is tying himself to the thing and then he shows up and he's dead, obviously, but he's tied himself to keep going. Um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I just thought it was neat. It's kind of creeped me out. He does it with such, I don't know. Determination? Yeah. Or like drive? Because I don't even know at that point if it's his own free will. No, I don't know. And so he's just driven to Mm -hmm. do it. And he does it with such little, he doesn't think about things he's just doing it and it was really spooky and then the boat pulls up and he's still driving it so to like someone kind of far away you'd say oh there he is and it's not though because he's tied and Mm -hmm. he's not actually driving it with any because he's slumped over yeah the only thing keeping us up is keeping him up is the rope tied to the wheel so it just it was spooky and i liked that was the loss of like humanity and still being like doing something yeah i don't know and then it also kind of ties into, like, depending on how much vampire lore you're interested right. in, of, like, do they have souls or not? Right. And so a vampire could be perceived as, like, a body just moving through time without a yes. soul. And he is a captain no longer living, so right. no soul, but still moving through and doing things. Doing the thing that a captain would do. Yeah. Just move the ship? <laughs> it was just kind of... That's what ugh. captains do. They move ships. They move the ship? Yeah. Yeah, it was just creepy. So yeah. that was mine. Okay, it was a close one for me. That was uh-huh. in my top three. Yeah. Uh, my second one is obviously when he's creeping up behind Lucy yep, because yep. that's just so iconic. It was. Um, but my actual scariest moment is uh, when they're in the town square and they're doing their like death dance situation. That was also in my top three. Ooh. <sighs> and so you see them like at this table. They're pouring wine for each other. They have food. There's and rats everywhere. You see, like you start below the table. The rats are just crawling over their feet. And then on the table, the rats are everywhere. And then it, like in the same scene, mm-hmm. pulls away and cuts back and the table's empty. And the rats mm-hmm. have taken over. And so you're like, how much time passed? Were they really there? Like, you have to start questioning it's things. creepy. Because it's like the wine glasses are still there at the same level of fullness that they right. were previously. And is the food just, like, eaten by rats? Or has it started to decay? Where are the people? Did they die? Like, you, it switches from living and mm-hmm. food and bounty to rats, no yeah. humans. And it was just so chilling. And, ugh. It was just creepy. It was very open. Yeah. And it was and like a spectacle. And yeah, I was like, like everyone could see it. And it was just like, ew. Oh, that one really got me. Yeah. yeah. And, and what it gets me most about it, too, is the loss of, of like, hope. Yeah. I'm just like, well, we're going to die. Yeah. So let's just dance. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. 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 Yeah. Okay, scary moments. Okay. Tropes? Yeah, I'm ready. Nice. Um, so this one didn't have, like, a ton. I mean, it has a lot in it. Right. But the page doesn't have a ton. Yeah. Uh, so my favorites are adaptational name change. Mina and Lucy are swapped in oh, the okay. novel. Um. They're, like, the different people. Like, the friend right. is Lucy and Mina is, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, adaptational personality change. Dracula's much more sympathetic than previously yeah. depicted. Uh, adaptational wimp. Van Helsing. Useless motherfucker. 
in the novel, he actually is useful right. and helpful. But in this one, you get the idea that like he now realizes I was wrong. She could have been saved if I had listened to her. Right. Maybe this is my like hero origin story. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, bald of evil. Because Dracula's bald. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Uh, bed sheet ladder. We love a bed sheet oh, ladder. Oh, yeah. Uh, blatant lies when he's like I would like to rent your carriage I have no carriage I would like to pay you for a horse can't you see I have no horses and they're right so next good. to the fucking it was petting the horse he's like what horse what horse <laughs> beautiful like 10 out of 10 so gaslighting it's <laughs> great uh, bloodlust yeah catapult nightmare mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. she like you know that's what she does always fun cobwebs of disuse <laughs> I love this one when he's going through like the hallways and he looks down an alcove and he sees cobwebs all over this desk and he's yeah. like, someone clearly has not been doing work there for a while. It's just so many cobwebs. Dramatic drop when the innkeeper's oh, wife yeah. drops the bowl in that moment where everyone's like staring. Yeah, he's that's like, did I one. say it wrong? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Face heel turn. So Harker, you think, is going to be the hero, but then right. he is turned. Yeah. Like it's not through free will, mm-hmm. he is turned into the heel. Fainting. Uh, when Harker doesn't recognize Lucy, she's just like, whoop, well, I'm Go out. On. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if I could nope out of situations like that, I'd be pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, gothic horror. This is mm-hmm. like really driving into the desolation, isolation, yeah. bleakness. So cool. Beautiful. Missing reflection, mm-hmm. a vampire trope. Yep. Uh, raven hair, ivory skin. Yeah. Is because that's, that's what she, oh my God. Right. Um, who wants to live forever? And then my favorite one, surprisingly realistic outcomes. Where Van Helsing is arrested for killing a foreign diplomat. <laughs> I laughed so hard, but they're like, I'm going to arrest you. And they're like, oh, I can't. Okay, well, we'll take him to jail. It's not like, we can't do it. <laughs> it's just that guy being like, what do we do? That was true. It's like this old man, and he's like, I need you to arrest him. It's like, that's not my job. And he's yeah. like, well, get the people. It's like, well, they're dead. And yeah. he's like, do this. It's like, they disbanded. Like, <laughs> It's just so many things they can't do. And yep. Van Helsing's just sitting there like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, where are you taking me? He's like, I don't know. I really don't know. He's like, that I will not go. <laughs> it's what oh. I assume happens after yeah. he walks out the door. I simply won't. <laughs> yeah. But surprisingly realistic outcomes. It's funny. Yeah. So those are my tropes. That was really good. That one is the best one. And <laughs> <laughs> things like, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he's a little stinker. Oh, man. Whew, that was good. What are we going to use to rate this movie? I don't know. What did I say earlier that was like really funny? Monster mullets. Monster mullets got me. Monster mullets. I forgot I said that. I, I wrote said it down as earlier, said but it. now I'm like, maybe we should just do monster mullets. But what did you say? I want to know. I know. Hold on, because it's in my actual notes. Okay. Like I said it. The only thing that mm-hmm. I had was flicks of wall water. Oh, <laughs> uh, what in the heck did I say? It was very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the kitten, Willy Wonka. Milk toast, really Wonka. Um, no, maybe that was it. We have jaunty little shoes. Maybe I didn't write it down. Wishing they would kiss. I said cool tracking shots. They did have cool oh, tracking yeah. shots. That was cool. Maybe when you're editing, you'll find it. Yeah, I'm sure I will, and then I'll be mad. But I think it's monster mullets anyway. Monster so. mullets, yeah, yeah. This is hard to rate. <laughs> I, I will say, I think I've decided now that I've let go. Of I'm yeah. free. I'm yeah. free of trying to figure out the movie. Yeah. And I'm just enjoying On it the for a little bit. Okay. I think I still know. Okay. I think yeah. I know. Yeah. You ready? One, two. 
Okay. Okay. M- mine was a four though. Yeah. Before I realized, I remembered about the rats. That's where I'm like taking it down yeah. because of like I don't think it was ethical filming no, the mummified bodies the that mummified way and the rats bodies. and the horses. So I'm taking. Okay. I'm taking it down for that just because yeah. like it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. I okay. don't like movies when there are lots of small animals. Yeah. Because it's happened in many movies when yeah. it's like lots of rats or lots of birds. And in my head, I can't separate knowing that a lot of those animals are probably going to get hurt yeah. or stepped on or yeah. whatever because they're little. Thousands of rats died just preparing for filming. And, and that's not even filming. And yeah. I'm like, so I, I have trouble separating movies when they have lots of I, animals yeah, like that. That's really fair. Same with like movies like The Birds. I'm like, we had a lot of birds. I yeah. just can't forget that so many died. It really yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we both have three monster mullets. Yeah. 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 And it's not because it's not a good movie. It is. It's just so hard to watch. And especially the beginning part with the mummified bodies. Yeah. You know that they're real. So it's like you want to be scared by it because they're real, but it came about in such an unethical way that I don't like it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another movie where they had real bodies, but it, they had them through means of like, I don't know. Ethic. I don't know. <laughs> they did it in uh, Poltergeist. Yeah, but even That's one where they that? got them through like medical. Like, right. It's easier at the time. It might still be. I don't remember. But like it's cheaper to yeah. get real human remains. Than to get fake, fake ones. ones. Yeah. yeah. And it's like those people were donated to obviously like scientific like universities or something like that. But, but you it's think like, did you use... agree to yeah. be in a movie? It's like when you donate your body to science, you think like, oh, you can like study Alzheimer's. You don't yeah. think you'll be a crash test dummy, you right. know? So it's like, I have more, I'm less angry at Poltergeist because those bodies were technically donated to be used, but it's still not okay. This one's worse because those people died and were put in a museum. And in I'm like, I don't think that they fucking agreed no. to be like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Put my body in a museum. Sure. No. So let alone them being filmed, they didn't even know that they were going to be in a museum. Yeah. So it just feels creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That's my good. reason. Yeah. So. So yeah, I give it also three monster mullets mm-hmm. because I keep saying like monster mullets. Monster mullets. Uh, monster mullets. Sorry. I'm trying to like reverse the vowels because my brain has to like try it out. You gotta. Um, so yeah, three because I'm deeply uncomfortable with the way that they use yeah. mummified remains, especially in like the bodies of like non-white people where it's like yeah like it's so commodified and it's like viewing them as subhuman and using it it's not even relevant no really you i think that you can like infer that maybe there's some of dracula's victims or maybe it can just be like look death introduction like a yeah either way I'm just not a fan. Uh, The animal cruelty situation, also not a fan. Um, If I'm looking at this, not as like an adaptation, but just like on its own, I'm still confused by themes and motifs. It's confusing. Because there's that like faith versus science thing. Yeah. But it ultimately feels like it's not firmly faith versus science because she says God's far away when we need him. Yeah. She doesn't say that it's like, I will be saved by my faith. Yeah. She also just says, like, don't discard what I'm saying or um, disregard me, rather. Right. Because, like, science would say this. And so, like, it felt very much like the dialogue was saying, like, science will just, like, totally disregard faith. But she wasn't operating based on, like, a belief that, like, her fastidiousness would bring about, like, salvation. Anyway. It it was just... No, I couldn't pin it down. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, lack of, like, for me, it didn't feel, like, unified enough. Uh Uh-uh. Um, but stunning visually. Yeah. Like, cool I love the Drone of Dread. Yeah. I like the makeup, the movement, like scene composition, shadows, light, 
Like, it was very stylistically yeah. beautiful. You can see the homage to yeah. the original, like, uh, uh, Nosferatu. Very yeah. cool. But what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> so, like, I'm giving it three if you can let go of that stuff. If yeah. you're like, you know, I don't care about the themes and if it ties together. Yeah. It's so beautiful and yeah. fun to watch. And if you watch some scenes just separate, yeah. you're like, yeah, I get that. If you watch it with other scenes, it gets confusing. Yeah. So that's a total of six monster yeah. mullets. I had fun. Like, yeah. I think it, it's an interesting one to watch, especially if you enjoy how things are shot and, like, the use of unnatural lighting in natural situations. Really neat. Yeah. Don't expect to know what the fuck's going on, though. No. no. So, Certainly not. <laughs> so if you're looking, if you're someone who is like, I would like there to be a very clear what's happening yep. and things are tied together well... It's not for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but certainly cool. Yeah. 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 Cool shots for sure. Indeed. That's, so that that's wraps six, up our discussion. Yeah, and that's six monster mullets. That's not yeah, that bad. Thank you patrons. Bad. I had never. Yeah. I honestly did not know that there was a seventies version of Nosferatu. No. I was expecting to watch the 1920s version. Yeah. And then when you were like, oh, it's a 1979. I was like, the what now? <laughs> Same. I had no fucking clue. So I'm excited. I yeah. was excited to get to watch something that. I would not have known existed if yeah. it weren't for the patrons picking it. Thank I you. I had gone on Rotten Tomatoes to pull like movies from each mm-hmm. decade so that we could offer them like a 70s and 80s yeah. and 90s. And this was like really high on the list for yeah. 70s. And I was like, okay, cool. So, so there we are. Would have never seen if it weren't for them. Same Z's. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So thank you, patrons. That wraps up our discussion of Nosferatu the Vampire. Yeah. If you enjoyed your time with us, we'd really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the one that helps the most, but honestly, yeah. just rate and review anywhere or tell your friends. Tell everybody. Tell everyone. Shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> Shut up about it. <laughs> you get like your annoyed neighbor. <laughs> they won't listen. It's okay. They won't. It's okay. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram and only Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is dead. Yeah. I deleted it from my phone. Yeah. No X. Thank you. Uh, but we're on Instagram at Just Cool With It. And yeah. every week we'll post the movie for the week. Funny mm-hmm. stills. No context Memes, quote. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. You can check out our extended show notes on our website on a slight delay. Uh, the website is justcoolwithitpod.com. Mm-hmm. You could also take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justcoolwithit. And later today we actually have our simulwatch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. So we haven't decided what we're going to watch yet. The yeah. patrons are going to help pick some. I need to post that. Oops. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So we'd like to take this opportunity to thank them because they're incredible. So we have Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, Brian, Jess, Ada, Dalton, Andrew, and Olivia. Woohoo! They're incredible. We love them very, very much. Love them with all our little hearts. Yeah. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Racazella. The cover is by our very own Nikki Solomon. That's me! What if I had my little tiny teeth right now and I went... (laughs) I would very slowly move away with like... I would very slowly creep towards you. We'd be here for like 20 more minutes. Yeah, so the episode would probably be way longer if I was the same speed as Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Speed it up. Speed it up. I know you can. Places to be. Places to be. (laughs) I gotta do stuff. We gotta go. We gotta go. (laughs)